Ezra. And I'm Marty Harding, and welcome back to another episode of Animation and Beyond. Yes, and on this episode, we're talking about the classic animated musical education series, Schoolhouse Rock, which you probably remember watching when you went to school. Maybe. You might recognize some of the songs from Schoolhouse Rock more specifically. It was a beloved musical educational short series that was on from the 70s all the way into the 2000s, on and off. So we're going to be talking about that special show today. And before that, we've got a song feature for you. And it's going to be a song from Schoolhouse Rock. This is probably one of their most famous. Exactly. We're going to go ahead and listen to a clip now and see if you can guess it before we say it out loud. And I'll sit here and wait while a few key congressmen discuss and debate whether they should let me be alone. I'm just a bill. That's right. I'm just a bill. And who's it by, Ezra? Um, it was performed, I think, by one of the original singers from the show for many of the segments. And it was taught us how bills, which are proposals for laws, become laws. Yeah. And we remember that little scrap of paper who wanted to become a law from that segment, whose name was Bill, who was friends with a little boy. Precisely. And we watch Bill as he journeys to try and become a law in Congress and learn how it works along the way. Yes. And if, if, a, if a bill does not become a law and it's rejected, it's called a veto. Exactly. Now, what stands out to me about this song is that it's not your conventional children's song. You know, when I think of kids' music or music I listened to when I was really young, I think of kids' bop, so kids singing, and very upbeat, cheery, high-pitched kind of singing. And this song doesn't sound like that, does it? Or more like, or doesn't even sound like nursery rhymes either, like Twinkle Twinkle Little Star, or The Itsy Bitsy Spider, or Old mm-hmm. MacDonald had a, hot, had a Farm, or things like that. Exactly. It's a much more developed song. It's got this really low voice. The voice singing that, I'm pretty sure, is Bob Durow, who did most of the music for Schoolhouse Rock, and we'll get back to him later. But it's a jazzy song, isn't it, Ezra? Yes, that's right. And pretty catchy, too, and educational in a fun way. Absolutely. And and educational in a genuinely musical way. It's not meant to... This isn't like a jingle. It's a song that you can sing to yourself and memorize as you go, which I think is really cool. Yes, and in this episode, we'll talk about a lot of the songs you remember from that show. Absolutely. But before then, is there anything else you want to say about I'm Just a Bill as a song, Ezra? It's pretty jazzy, and it's a pretty unique kind of classic. Mm-hmm. Very clever, creative way to talk about kind of a complex process. I remember learning the Bill to Law pipeline in school, and it definitely took some time to remember. What about you, Ezra? Me too, yes. Definitely something older, bigger kids would learn about, not so much of the youngest ones. Definitely, definitely. But also a really important part of government, as we're seeing a lot right now. Yes, absolutely. Cool. All right, let's go ahead and move into our feature presentation. So, Schoolhouse Rock. When did Schoolhouse Rock first kick off, Ezra? In 1973. Yes, but before that, didn't an episode air during the Curiosity Shop show in 1971? 
Yeah. I only know that because I took note of its first aired episode because it came out on my birthday. Ah, interesting. From uh, September of 1971, huh? It was an educational show. It was supposed to be like Sesame Street, and it was created by Chuck Jones, who did many of the classic Looney Tunes shorts, as well as the original cartoon of How the Grinch Stole Christmas. Yes, indeed. But it began with an advertising executive, David McCall, who wanted his son to learn multiplication in a fun and interesting way. Yes, this show was supposed to be like Sesame Street, but a little bit different. Yeah, they have similar ideas of using music to teach basic math, reading concepts, English concepts. But the difference is that this was an animated show, whereas Sesame Street consisted of puppets and actors. But it had some animated segments too. Yes, of course. But this was this was an entirely animated show. I see, yes, and Chuck Jones, who's famous for many of the Looney Tunes and Merry Melody shorts in the original cartoon of How the Grinch Stole Christmas, created it. Yep, he was the cartoon director who made this show happen. There were also puppets in this show as well. Really? Yes, I'm looking at pictures from it, like of vintage items of this, of that old show from the 70s. And there were puppets used in that show as well. Interesting. What were they used to teach? Things like science, nature, history, and things like that. Yeah. So what was cool about this show was that each season, each series of episodes was dedicated to a different subject. So the first one, which was called Multiplication Rock. Yes, that was the first um, series that had taught about multiplication. Yeah, so the first series, called Multiplication Rock, was devoted to math concepts. The next series, which was Grammar Rock, was devoted to adjectives, verbs, parts of speech, that kind of thing, to help kids learn English concepts. Then there were all of the other series. Like America Rock, about like politics and U.S. history, science rock about like science and nature, and computer rock about computers when they were already a big thing in the 80s. Yeah, which is kind of cool to think about, that kids were learning about computers on this animated show. And money rock about money that they did in the in the 1990s. Then earth rock, which they did in uh, 2009 and did not air on ABC. They premiered on the DVD in 2009. That's right, because everything pretty much after 2001, I want to say, went straight to direct-to-video. Yes, that's right. And I know some of the memorable songs, like from Multiplication Rock, like My Hero Zero. Mm-hmm. And Three is the Magic Number, which was the first show, the first song to come out. I know. And Grammar Rock that taught us, like, about words and grammar and things like that. Conjunction, junction, what's your function? Hooking up words and phrases and clauses. That's what taught us in a fun kind of a way in a, on a railroad area, teaching us how words work. Exactly. And conjunctions. Also, prepositions is another good example. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And all of these songs that taught us things from Schoolhouse Rock had in common what we were talking about before with our song feature and I'm Just a Bill. They were jazzy. And that's because the musicians that were writing them and performing them were primarily jazz musicians. And I know America Rock taught us about the most important things about in American history, like about the Revolutionary War, about the Civil War and women's rights and all the major events in 
U.S. history. Yes, definitely covered some big events in U.S. history. And again, in a jazzy, kind of developed musical way, not just a simple jingly kind of way. I know, and science rock about gravity and physics and chemistry and life science and weather and biology. What's something you learned from one of the Schoolhouse Rock episodes, Ezra? I remember America Rock taught us like one about the, the shot heard around the world about the American Revolutionary War and how it changed the world during the American Revolution. Got it. And Money Rock, I remember, taught us about money and how money works. And Earth Rock, the latest, which came out in 2009, which I don't really remember because it's one of the new, because it's the newer one. It taught us things about Earth and science and environmental stuff. Yeah. It's cool that they did Money Rock and Earth Rock because I feel like those are subjects that really aren't often covered in kids' educational content. You know what I mean? Yes. Money practices and money habits and economics are not the primary focus for kids' TV shows, but they're definitely really important lessons to learn when you're growing up and learning how to use money. And computer rock, which they did in the 1980s, I know, that taught us about computers and like hardware and software, like computers, but before there was like the web or anything like that, or social media, like computers are like now, as we know, because computers were different in the 80s. Yeah, which is really cool that kids were learning about technology through technology. Yes, I know. And computers, like personal computers and things were a very new thing at the time in the 80s. They were. Now I feel like kids learn computers in a totally different way. Yeah, like about social media, the internet, all and all kinds of stuff computers and other like modern technology has today. Yeah, kids just kind of learn by doing with that stuff. I remember Schoolhouse Rock Live. I saw it once. Did you really? Where? I think at a theater at a high school. I Or my brothers used to play baseball games when I was almost 12. Oh, cool. Was it Bob DeRoe performing? I'm not sure, though, but it had some people performing songs from the show, I remember. Well, I know that George Newell and... Bob DeRoe, who were some of the songwriters and the original performers of the Schoolhouse Rock songs, they did a series of free concerts. I think it was around 2013. And on that on that tour, they filled the Kennedy Center in Washington, D.C., and it was the largest attendance at that venue. So it had the largest crowd that that venue had seen at that time, which is pretty impressive for music that's based on a kid's educational short series. I see, yeah. I know that Bob DeRoe passed away in 2018 at the age of 94. Wow, that's a long life to live. Yes, he did live a good long life. And he left a lot of music, some really cool, impactful music for kids to learn from. And a lot of the animated segments for Schoolhouse Rock were very similar in style to many of the early cartoon segments they had for Sesame Street at the time. Yeah, I would say so. So Schoolhouse Rock was originally aired on ABC, and then it was only taken over by Walt Disney in 1996 when Walt Disney acquired ABC. Originally, ABC was its own thing, but it wasn't acquired by Disney until the 90s. Yes. And fun fact, during that acquisition, there were only two shows that kept airing from the previous era at ABC. And Schoolhouse Rock was one of those shows. The other one was Bugs Bunny and Tweety Show. I see, yeah. Interesting. It was part of a block called ABC Kids, which launched in 
1997 and closed in uh, 2011 and was replaced by uh, Weekend Adventure, which was originally known as ABC Weekend Adventure and then Litton's Weekend Adventure. Cool. Yeah, I remember ABC Kids. That was one of two TV programs I was allowed to watch when I was growing up. I got to watch ABC Kids and PBS Kids, and that was it. I see. Yeah. Cool. So anything else that you find super special about Schoolhouse Rock, Ezra? Um, it teaches educational school subject, and this classic educational show, I think, is still shown in schools today. Yeah, I'd be curious to know if teachers are still using Schoolhouse Rock. Because there's a lot of newer educational programs, shows, software, and all kinds of stuff now compared to what it was like back in the 90s and 2000s. Absolutely. But, you know, you really can't go wrong with this really cool jazzy music that they put out in Schoolhouse Rock. Yes, and taught important school subjects that we learn, but, but in really fun and creative ways. Definitely. And who were the main characters in Schoolhouse Rock? The main character from Schoolhouse Rock, but he only appeared in the intro, but not in any of the songs itself, was Schoolhouse Rocky. Yes. And it wasn't really clear. He wasn't really like a narrator or anything. He was just the intro character along with several other school children. And in the intro, it had like various other characters from different songs from each series of the show. Cool. So yeah, I agree. Schoolhouse Rock was a really novel and creative way to introduce some really important subject matters to kids. Yeah, I agree. And we haven't seen a lot super similar since then, I would say. So props to those who created Schoolhouse Rock because it's definitely a standout educational series. Conjunction, junction, what's your function? Hooking up words and phrases and clauses. Conjunction, junction, how's that function? I got three favorite cards that get most of my job done. Conjunction, junction, cool. Now let's jump into trivia. It has been two weeks since our last episode, and so we've got to answer that episode's trivia question, which was about... Like about Bugs Bunny. Who was Bugs Bunny named after? Who was Bugs Bunny named after, Ezra? Bugs Bunny was named after Ben Bugs Hardaway. And who was Bugs Hardaway? He was a storyboard artist for the Golden Anne of Age of Animation Hollywood, like for the early Warner Brothers cartoons. That's right. And he actually voiced Ben Bugs Bunny some of the time early on. Yeah, that's right. And Bugs was his nickname. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which I don't really know why that was his nickname, but it sure was a catchy nickname. Catchy enough to earn him the name of a classic character. He was born in 1985 and died in 1957. Mm-hmm. And he has quite a legacy with Bugs Bunny. Cool. Shall And then what shall this week's tri- trivia question be, Ezra? Something about Schoolhouse Rock. So Schoolhouse Rock first aired with the song Three is a Magic Number, which taught kids about multiplication tables around the number three. Who did a parody of this song in order to teach kids reduce, reuse, recycle, the three R's? Know the answer? We'll give a shout out and we'll give out the answer in the next episode of Animation and Beyond. Thank you for listening in this week, and we'll see you next time. Bye. Goodbye.